Last week, if you were here, um, we interviewed Paul Young, and uh, he kept ta- he kept saying this because I was I was a little worried about him because um, he had been he did like I think he said sixty interviews out in Los Angeles, and then um, I picked him up at the airport, and he, he you know. I was just worried about it. I said, like, you're spent. And he goes, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he kept saying, I have enough grace for today. You know, he's like, I got enough for right now. And, uh, and then when the service was over, you know, as you, if you were here, there were lines of people after both services, lines. And, uh, and he just took, if you were here, he took every single person and looked them in the eye and listened to their story as if he had absolutely nothing else to do and nowhere else to go. And uh, I was so, I mean, no matter what he, book he wrote or anything like that, like I always see that stuff and I go, that's the real, that's the real deal there. And he kept saying, I, I was like, do you want me to bring some food so you can eat? Because I know how I would have been. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just angry when I get done, you know what I mean? And he was just so gracious. And um, so w- we talked a lot about the, the now idea, the idea of living in the moment, of being present with the people that you are with at the, at the present moment. And we sort of have a culture where we always want to get to the next thing, but we don't really even know what the next thing is. But we just always are ready to go. So for the last little slice of this series, I want to talk about listening. And I know some of you write about, oh, I don't need this. I got you know, I got things to do, and I'm, I, I'm already past that. And some of us don't feel like listening is even important. But if I could start by saying this, I think listening is one of the most important skills that you ever attain. And one of the hardest and most difficult and most challenging skills. James said this very simply, uh, James 1, um, each one of us should be... Uh, Quick to listen. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Ready? Quick to listen. And ready? Slow to speak. All right? Let's do it again. Quick to listen and... Somebody said, that's why you have two ears and one mouth. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think it's a good way to remember it. What if we listen twice as much as we talked? Um, listening is important for so many reasons, but ultimately... What we think is life is about relationships and relationship with God, relationship with each other. And the only way that we're really going to build or develop those relationships is by listening to each other. By listening, you are now caring or paying attention to. Do you remember what Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2? He said, um, to humble ourselves and humility and listening go right together. Humility and listening go right together. He goes, don't be interested in only the things that you're interested in, but be interested in the other person. Right? How many have a hard time at times being interested in other people? Be honest. It's like, they're so boring, right? You think, oh, they're so self-centered, or they're so this, or they're so that, right? It can be hard to be interested. Some of you are having a hard time being interested in me right now, right? You, you can be, it's difficult. I don't, I don't care what that person thinks. I don't care what they're talking about. I don't care what they believe. We don't 
usually at this age say that stuff out loud, although sometimes you do. But that, that's the truth. So it begins with caring. This is important. It just begins with caring, with thinking they are a human being and I'm just going to care enough to value what they're saying, not to prejudge it. Now, here's the thing. When we talk about listening, we have to start by this. Be aware. Be aware of our biases. Be aware of our biases. Does anybody here have a bias? I'll give you time because everybody does, right? We, we all have biases. They're, they're a, a good way to think of a bias is, is like a blind spot. Right? When you were learning to drive, they taught you this, that when you're driving, you can look over your shoulder and you can see this much. You can look in your mirror and you'll see this. But there is a, there is a section off to, your, off to your right shoulder, right? Off of your right tire. It literally, physically, you can't see. It's a blind spot. So you could, you could look this way over your shoulder and see it. You could look in your rearview mirror and miss them. And they're in what you call a blind spot. And all of us, all of us humans have blind spots, and they hinder our conversations with each other if we aren't aware of them. Now, here's a blind spot and how, how you might possibly begin to be like aware of a blind spot. Um, how do I know, how do you know what a blind spot is? Here's one good way to find out what your blind spot is or your bias. I talked you into voting and saying you have a bias, but really you don't believe you have any. Really you believe that I am the truth and I think the truth and I know the truth and, and, and there's just people that are a little bit blind out there until they learn to see things, what? My way. And one day they'll wake up. I may have to wake them up, you know, God may, but one day they'll see things my way. So rather, if I would point this out, perhaps um, we all have some blind spots. I want to get into these. But let me, before I do, let me say this is listening is good for us on so many levels. First of all, listening is the way that you and I grow. If you can think back, can anybody think back and think, boy, I wish I would have listened to somebody on this particular thing. Can you think back? I wish I would have listened to my mom on this. Or I wish I would have listened in school on this. Or I wish I never would have gotten into debt. I wish I never, I wish I would have listened to my conscience. I wish I would have listened. And listening develops us. But when you, this is important, when you stop listening you immediately stop learning. When you stop listening, you immediately, immediately stop learning. So all of our life, we should be growing, we should be learning, we should be developing, and the only way to do that is by, or, or not the only way, but, but one of the ways that we do that is by listening. And when we stop listening, we cut off that avenue. We can't learn. The other thing is relationships. 
if you're having relationship trouble, if you're having relationship trouble, ask yourself this question. How well am I listening? Not how well am I talking. Not how well am I making my point. How well am I listening? Relationship could be with your boss. could be with an employee. It could be with a fellow co-worker. I hear once in a while there's a relationship trouble. It could be in somebody in your house. It could be with your children. Oh, Chris, well, you're wrong there because uh, uh, I don't need to listen to them. They just need to listen to me. Right? How many got, grew up in that school? Right? I mean, that works for a couple years. Right? And as time goes on, you realize, I need to start what? I need to what? Why, why? What happens? This is so important because as they grow, they start to develop their own opinions, right? And you know right away, in certain cases, that's completely wrong. But if, it doesn't mean that you're going to do what they say. But if you listen, you've done something. You've honored them as a human. Every time you listen to somebody, you honor their humanity. You honor them. So in any relationship, when we aren't listening, we're hindering the relationship. It's not two-way. It's one-way. Anybody ever just start opting out of a relationship because there was no two-way? That every time you got together, it was just one way? And you start to feel like, I don't feel like this is a relationship anymore. So relationships in and of themselves are two-way conversations. Listening is good for me as a person. I will grow a lot more if I'm a better listener. Listening is good for my relationships. If you're in a position of authority, let me encourage you to be a good listener. If you've got a position of power, learn to be a good listener. Listen to people you don't have to listen to. Listen to people you aren't forced to listen to. It betters relationships. And third, let me say this. Listening is going to be really, really good for our society. For our humanity. For our culture. For our nation. Listening. Let me cut you off and tell you what I think right there. Let me jump in and say this. What if you say, let me just sit here for an extra minute and make sure I processed everything you wanted to say. Have you ever heard that on the news? Well, well, think about it. It's valuing, it's honoring the other person. Now, listening to other people and listening listening to God's Spirit... I think these uh, are, are all important things, but I think what, what is really important is we have to learn to, to figure out our blind spots or when we, are, when we stop listening. We all do this. Um, now, here's what I would say will tip you off to your blind spot, all right? I call them buzzwords. When certain words are said, when certain phrases are said, right, um, you shut down, shut up, or start shouting. 
Okay, I don't know if you're ready for this. Are you ready for this or you want to skip this part? Because I'm going to make probably everybody mad in the whole room. Want to be me? And it's online. It's all over, right? Hi. But there, there are words. They're trigger words. If I have time, I'll go in detail. Re, have you read Acts 17? Paul talking to the people in Athens. And he's giving this talk, and they're listening, and they're listening, and there's all these philosophers there, the Epicureans and the Stoics, and he's, he's engaging, and he's talking, and, the, and he's got them all going. And then he says one phrase, raised from the dead, and all of a sudden, they go ballistic on him. For some reason, the idea that anyone could be raised from the dead was what? Off the table. That's off the table. Read it. Acts 17. I mean, if I have time later, I'll go to this one too. But Acts 22. Acts 22. Paul is arrested. Do you know this? And there's all this ruckus. And they go, hey, aren't you that Egyptian guy that led the revolt? Paul goes, uh, no. <laughs> How many know people listen to the wrong things a lot of time? Uh, actually, no. That's not me. There's all this mob hysteria, right? And they all think the wrong thing. It doesn't happen today, thankfully. <laughs> and there's, right, this mob hysteria. And, and so Paul starts speaking. He goes, could I address, the, he tells the guy that arrested him, could I address the crowd? And he starts speaking in Aramaic. And this is what it says, if you've ever read this in Acts 22. It says, when he started speaking in Aramaic, the crowd goes, shh, they all go, whoa, this is one of our guys. This is one of our guys. He starts talking in Aramaic. That, that's, he, they're Jewish. He's Jewish. They, that's, one of our, that's one of our guys. Listen. Shh, shh. It's quiet. Paul starts telling the story. And he goes on. You've got to read it. Read it. Acts 22. He's telling the story, but he's listening. And then he gets to this part, and he says this one word. Gentiles. And the place goes nuts. They start they want to tear his flesh apart. Like, you mean you could listen to him all the way until that? And then you said the, what? Buzzword. Because if you were Jewish, you said Gentile. They went ballistic. He gave the idea that the Gentiles were in, that they were included, that they were a part of. The buzzword tells you your bias. The buzzword tells you your bias. The buzzword is the word that sets you off and shuts you down. You're in a conversation, certain things set you off, don't they? Admit it. And certain things shut you down. Right? Fight or flight. Oh, by the way, i got to show you a video. Want to see a video? All right, here you go. That's a fainting goat. What they do is when they get afraid, they lock up. They shut down. They lock up. They, they, they get startled, they feel fear, and they lock up. They shut down. This is a very, very human, very real phenomenon. We get some new information. It frightens us. We shut down. I want to take you on a little bit of maturity ride here. Are you with me? Huh? Staying in maturity over here? Okay, that's fine. I'll work over here today. Uh, we, we naturally resist new ideas, new information. It's frightening to us. Hmm? 
Anybody have like great great grandma's old school? I don't, I, don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. I, it's new information. New information can be frightening to us. And so, like the goat, we can often shut down. We have buzzwords. Do you want me to do the buzzwords? I'm going to offend everybody. Every, ready? Here we go. These are just. Everybody settle down. Okay, here we go. Ready? Trump. <laughs> I was talking about cards. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> cards. You get, you know, okay, you guys don't play cards. All right. Taxes. Democrats. Muslim. Gay. Certain words. WWE. Is it that? Did I get my thing right? F? Wrestling? Ballistic? Hey, we got to go crazy. New information. Can I say something just like in a nice, nice, nice way? I, I mean... By the way, we're doing this whole series on The Shack. I had the author of The Shack here last Sunday, Paul Young. I'm listening to Christian radio on Tuesday. They go off on the guy. They just go off. False this, false. They, they threw me, our whole church. We're all out. We're all out. Not, there might be some interesting ideas there that we can, I'm not saying that everything he says and writes is absolutely perfect. I don't think anything that I say is perfect. Please. Please use the filters when you get done with me, okay? <laughs> Strain it all out, right? But it's like if somebody brings a new idea, there's this idea that we're going to shut down. We're going to close off. Paul, this is interesting. Read, read Acts 17. Paul goes and... I could do so many more buzzwords. I, I know pastor is a buzzword. Talk about people shutting down. Try being on a golf course and get introduced as pastor something. You know, like Ricky the Goat all over again. Huh? They do. They, they replay the last eight holes in their head. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? They're buzzwords. They, 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 they assume so much that you are so much that you think so much. They assume you're the most judgmental person they've ever met. I'm actually probably one of the least, I, I'm probably one of the least judgmental. I mean, people around me think, aren't you going to say something? I'm like, what? What am I going to say? <laughs> there are these buzzwords. And when these words come, people stop listening. It would be so courageous of you to write down what your buzzwords are. What things stop you from listening at all? What things set you off or shut you down? What things cut off the conversation right there? There is no conversation now. Some of you have buzzwords at home, some of you have buzzwords in your politics. You have buzzwords in your faith. Some of you have buzzwords in your businesses. Those are bad too. 
Certain businesses get locked in a model and they won't hear other ideas and then they get, they get bulldozed a couple years later because they just shut down. Hello, Amazon. Right? I don't wanna, we didn't want to stay in this thing. All of a sudden, here comes Paul and he brings an idea that these people are not familiar with and here were the responses and I think these are so important. One of the responses is the people sneer. Acts 17, 32, they sneered. This is so classic. What is the sneer? You know what the sneer is? It's the snob. They sneered. Who's this guy? You know what they call Paul? A babbler. A seed picker. Who is this moron? Bringing these strange ideas. Strange ideas. Say it together. One, two, three. Strange idea. Anybody ever heard a strange idea that happened to be spectacular later on? But strange has a negative connotation at first, doesn't it? But it just means new, different. So let me spend, let me spend three minutes talking about new ideas. New ideas. Paul's in Athens. He's bringing something new to them, new that they hadn't heard before. They never heard of a resurrection from the dead. That was off the table for some. Some people sneered. Now listen to this. But some people said, could we hear you more on this subject? Could we hear you more on this subject? What a great phrase. What a phenomenal phrase for something or somebody, some group you don't understand. For every Democrat in this crowd to go, could I hear a little more on this to the Republicans? You won't die. And if you're a Republican, if you said to a Democrat, could I hear a little more? What do we say? I've heard enough. I've heard plenty. You have nothing to bring to me. You have nothing to say to me. Could I hear a little more? Whatever your buzzword is, instead, instead of creating a buzz saw, say this phrase, could we meet again and talk about it? Literally, they said to Paul, he brought all these new ideas. Some people sneered. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about because it was new. Some people said, could we hear a little more about this? They were Curious. Curious. What if we stayed curious in our conversation? What if we stayed humble? Now it says that some were immediately convinced. Wouldn't it be kind of cool? Like we had Paul Young last Sunday, but wouldn't it be cool if I had like the Apostle Paul here? How many would come next week? the apostle Paul. But see, they didn't know it at the time. It was just some guy named Paul. We, we, don't, we never know what we have in front of us when we have it. Think about it. And some people right away, forget this guy. Let's go get some lunch. Go get some lunch. That's the apostle Paul. Some people said, oh, this is different. Could we hear a little more? And some people jumped in right away, it says. 
And immediately, I think this guy's got, he's onto something. And they started following him. I don't expect, listen to me, listen. I don't expect that when you and I are presented with a new idea, that we can all just jump in and go, boom, I'm in. Let's just talk for a minute. When you get a new idea and it's not what you've always heard or what you've always thought or what you were taught or what you've believed and it's new and it's challenging, sometimes you got to think about it. That's okay. But what you don't want to do is just shut it down, shut it out. Because it can feel threatening. Isn't that true? It feels threatening to me. Let me ask you a question. Are new ideas bad? Are new ideas bad? No. Not necessarily bad. They're just what? New. They're just different. They're strange. Sometimes uncomfortable. Can we use that word? Sometimes they're uncomfortable. Huh? How many remember how you remember letting go of your cell phone with the buttons? For the no button. Did anybody have any anxiety over that one? I mean, some people are like, I can't let go of the buttons. I need the buttons. New ideas aren't always new, but they can, this is important, they can produce anxiety in us. I get it. I get that there's anxiety. I get that people have a hard time. I, I mean, I, I, my heart broke. I'm listening to the, the big Christian radio station in town, and I'm not trying to go at war. I mean, I believe, we believe with a lot of things similar, but to go at war f- f- with me, with a, like, why? Why did we have to get kicked out? Just, just marinate the idea. Just go, I don't know if I understand all that, but think about this. You don't need to sneer. You can just say, hey, could we meet again on that one? New ideas aren't necessarily bad. They can be uncomfortable. There's another question. Are new ideas new? Usually not. They're usually just new to us. Right? The resurrection of the dead wasn't a new idea. It was just new to them. The idea that God loves Gentiles as much as he loves Jews wasn't new. It was just new to them. So often the ideas that we think these are new and we have to avoid them. No, they're not usually new. They've been around for a long time. Along comes Paul, and he starts talking about things like, just live by the Spirit. Just love. Right? How many get what he's saying? Just live by the Spirit. Just live, live the law of love. Follow the Spirit. And you won't do any of the bad stuff. Huh? This happens to me all the time. A while back, I was in Florida. I was sitting at a high-top table just like this eating some fish tacos. Very distinct memory on the tacos. And I'm sitting here, and, and this lady comes by. It's an outdoor cafe. And uh, she, says, she says, excuse me, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just, uh, 
you know, again, buzzword, once I say church, pastor, it's over. The conversation's over, right? Gets into weird land. So I just, I'm just doing some work. He goes, well, what kind of work do you do? <laughs> I've lied about this before. Uh, I said, I, I, I'm like, I, I, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh. You know what I mean? Like, well, you don't seem angry and mean and narrow-minded. And I said, no, that was a look in her eyes. She didn't say that. And I, I said, no, I'm, well, I, I, she, this is what she says to me. She goes, you seem different. And I'm like, wow. It was the hat. It was the hat. And she goes, you know, I don't believe in organized religion, but I believe in being spiritual. And I said, so do I. So did Paul. So did Jesus. Like you're getting it. That's not, by the way, that's not a new idea. That's a very, see, people think it's new. It's not, that's not a new idea. That's very old. You ever read Galatians chapter 3? You should. Stick it in your bag. In Galatians chapter 3 is like, Abraham and God, they just live by faith. What's faith? It's like, you don't know everything. You just trust. Anybody ever get into a relationship by faith? Anybody? How many got into a relationship by contract? How fun was that? Did you go out with me? Well, could you sign this? What time will it be? Will you pay for my dinner? You cover the tip. Will you open my door? It's not a relationship, is it? Relationship requires some level of what? Faith and trust. Paul goes, that's what it's always been about. You just trust God. God believes in you. You believe in him. You trust each other. You build this relationship. He goes, 430 years later comes a law. What have we been doing ever since? Clutching and grabbing, man. Clutching and grabbing. Give me the rule book. What's the rule book say? What's the rule book say? Here's what the rule book says. You got a relationship. Follow the Spirit. Follow love. That's not a new idea. That's a very old one. How many would love to just be on a date with somebody, you know, married or unmarried, doesn't matter. You should still date. But you're on a date with somebody, and then they don't know what to do next, so they get the manual out. Huh? How hot is that? nothing there is there you think God wants you looking in the manual or you think God wants you looking at him how many know in the real relationship you just look across the table you look in their eyes and then you know what to do next God's about relationship not about rules that's not a new idea that's an old idea that's a very old idea do yourself a solid and read Galatians chapter 3 But we have to close. Think about this. Listening. It's an intuitive word. It's a relational word. It's a relationship with God. It's a relationship with people you don't agree with. It's a relationship with one another. It involves the nuance of real relationship where you look somebody in the eyes and you know. 
Remember when Jesus is being crucified? And he looks down and he sees John. John sees him. And he looks down and he sees Mary, his mother. His mother sees him and he says, John, behold your mother. It's looking in the eyes when you know. That's when the listening happens. That's where relationships are. Not looking in the manual. Manual can get you through some basic things, but it can become a bad taskmaster if you aren't careful. What God wants is a relationship with you. Real. And God wants us to have real, real relationships with each other. Where love is the guiding principle and following the Spirit is the common understanding. And you just look each other in the eyes and you get it. And you know. 